Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0106.3 on the FM dial. It's just after 10 o'clock. Trent and I begin our work week as we take you up until noon. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list at the bottom of the hour, we will talk to the voice of Iowa State, John Walters. This is a big week in the Big 12 as their media days get underway Thursday and Friday from Dallas. So we will catch up. Uh, with the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters, uh, coming up here at 10.30. Matt Snyder's in Denver. He uh, writes for CBSSports.com, covers baseball. So he's in Denver, and he will join us at 11 o'clock, 11.05, our time, 10.05 out there, live from the All-Star Game on the eve of the the day of the Home Run Derby, the eve of the All-Star Game, uh, which uh, takes place uh, tomorrow night. Matt Snyder will catch up on the first half of Major League Baseball. Checkpoint number two has come gone as we reach the all-star break and then uh, scott dockerman will be here uh, a lot of ground to cover with doc as there always is he's been uh, branching out he's been asked to do, pick up a little more at the athletic a uh, couple of uh, state of the programs we'll do that he wrote a good piece on the offense and the tweaks that they've made under brian ferentz uh, in the last few years, that published this morning, oh, about 8 o'clock or thereabouts. So we'll uh, talk to Doc about that uh, as uh, we take you through a Miller and Condon Monday. Before we get into that, how was your weekend? Uh, it was different. It was fun. It was different, wasn't it? It was. Sports viewing-wise. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I cut down a tree with mm. my new chainsaw. That was interesting. Um, little nerve-wracking moments. As How big was the tree? 25, maybe 30 feet. Wow. It was a hefty one. Was there a moment when you thought, oh, God, it's not going to fall the way I want it to? Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, there were, there were a few of those. So felt very manly for a while on Sunday, a Saturday uh, afternoon, and a lot of soccer. Cut down a tree. A lot of golf. All kind of, UFC. Not a normal viewing. Did you pay for Conor McGregor? No. Good. Free. Oh, you watched, you, you, you found a link? Did found you? a stream. So when you, when you find those things... Mm-hmm. Is it um, buffering all the time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. No. That's was, free. There was a period where they were pretty good, where you yeah. could get them. Now, what does that mean, that there's just too many people that are taking advantage of this free stream? I, I don't even think it's that. I think there's too many people using these links as a way to do something even shadier than mm-hmm. what I was okay. trying to do. Yeah. If you know what I mean, stealing credit cards off your oh, computer, boy. you know, those kind of things. Right. That there's so many hacking systems out there to find a real stream that actually works well and is not trying to do that is difficult to do. Uh, Twitch is where people watch people playing video games, which I know is baffling to both of us, really? but it's something the younger generation definitely likes. That's the place that I found having the most success finding these streams, though. Is on is, Twitch. Is on Twitch is where I found them, and that's where I never was able spent, to find one. To, never been to Twitch once in my life. So Twitch.com. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and that's where I've I found a couple of these in mm-hmm. the past and been able to watch them so because how I'm not far, it out. How big is the lag? Do you know? Less than a minute. Well, that's not it's terrible. not awful. Yeah, less than a minute, and as long as you stay off, you know, social media. And saw the ankle, and then very yeah, quickly went to over. Twitter afterwards because mm-hmm. I knew I was with the lag and mm-hmm. ew, the reaction. 
It yeah, was. and his reaction too. I mean, he's been great for. I mean, let's let's be honest. What he, what he meant it means to uh, MMA. Uh, I don't think you can measure it. It's been good for him. Mm-hmm. It's been good for MMA. That's a really good relationship, but it seems like it's coming to an end, doesn't it? Did you see there was a picture that was tweeted? I think it was it was before the weekend, maybe Thursday or Friday, and it was him going to his first UFC fight as a youngster with Chuck Liddell. I did. Who was, was in the first row yes. uh, at the fight on Saturday night? And, and just a looking at him, yeah, a young guy, right? And probably probably back when he was a plumber, I guess. Trent, he was broke, right? I mean, he was getting collection. They were showing up the front door uh, because he wasn't paying his bills. And and what did I see? He made last. Well, he sold his proper number twelve Irish whiskey. Yes, and, and made a boatload of proper mm-hmm. number twelve. Um, what's the? He's got a good line. We don't come to... I don't know. I can't think of it. Anyways, um, yeah, made a boatload of money on that. Obviously, he's a huge draw. People pay, pay for the pay-per-views. $1.7 million, Did I see that, that correctly? It was, it was $1.2 million at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. and they thought they'd get another half a mil in there prior to the time. And it started late, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. it, it's, um, it's advertised as, what, was it 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock? Advertised to start, but there's all the prelims. Right. So he didn't get underway. They didn't get in the ring until what, midnight? It was 1120, I would say, probably well, something not, like I that. Thought yeah. it was, I thought it was later than that. Yeah. It was, it certainly wasn't early, though. Right. And people on the East Coast, I mean, you're staying up late, sure. but the buys are there. The yep. people are behind it. The way that the fight ended, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, same thing with soccer. We're going to talk soccer here in the first <laughs> segment today. And it's not a sport that I have hard opinions on because I just don't know these sports as well. I enjoy them. Yep. I enjoy watching them. And same thing, I thought McGregor, he was getting his butt kicked. That's what I hear. I mean, for the last minute and a half, yep. it was, oh, it was just a bad step. And all the McGregor fans, mm-hmm. and they are plentiful, mm-hmm. coming out of the woodwork saying it wasn't a real fight. And he he was not beat. It was just a bad step. No. Well, he's taking a bad step. You know why? Because he's getting hit a lot. Right. <laughs> You're going to take bad steps when you get hit a lot. Yeah, it was unfortunate the way that it ended without, I mean, it wasn't a tap out, it wasn't anything like right. that, but still, he was getting dominated. I, I was surprised to see that reaction, but it's because of him, I probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, and we just wonder if uh, we've seen the last of him, um, and, and if not, I mean, can Absolutely he not. Too much money there for sure, him. Sure, but are we going to go back down the path of um, you know Floyd Mayweather? Mm-hmm. What was the, um, who did he fight the other day? Uh, Logan Pauler? I don't yeah, even know yeah. his name. I don't know. He's the a, YouTube star. The YouTube yeah. star. One of we, the Paul brothers. Yeah. Is and that, it wasn't Chris or Cliff. No, no, it was, it was Logan. Yeah. Um, so is that the path we're heading with him? Anyways, um, if you bought it, hope you enjoyed it. I want, how much was it? Was it 100 bucks, 80 bucks? I didn't even look. You know what I don't understand, too? Is uh, well, they do understand it's another way to make money. Mm-hmm. Seventy bucks, but if you want an HD, it's eighty. <laughs> well, who doesn't want it in HD? Right. If you have HD? I'm good with standard definition. Right. No, like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll squint to see it. I'm going to save myself ten bucks. But it's, you know. it's funny you mention that because w- during the storms here, the summer and Direct yeah. TV customers, it's a battle. But this is new that at least you give you the option of you want to re- watch watch in low resolution, right? And which is new. And I've done that a number of times. And it's not as bad as I'd anticipate. Oh, that, it's still pretty bad. At least I think. You're, you might be pickier than me. Maybe that's what it is. Because I do it, and I'm just happy that I'm able to watch yeah, it. Maybe that's true, what we it didn't, is, Because we didn't have right. that option before, Trey. It was out. It's out. You're out. And there's there's no coming right. back. And uh, right, Do you go to your laptop and try to get mm-hmm. it that way or your phone? Or downstairs, the spare TV with the rabbit ears right. if it's on. You're scrambling in a big moment. And All right, it's low. I was surprised. Now, watching a three-hour game... Yeah, that probably wouldn't be very good. But for that 10, 15 minutes that mm-hmm. it goes out, 
not as bad as I anticipated. Now I look at it, it's, it's better than nothing. Yes. Right? Better than nothing. Um, so, yeah, spend the, spend the extra 10 bucks. All right, so the soccer from over the list of where we're going. It's almost I, like we're doing the show in the 60s. Mixing <laughs> a little hockey or boxing. Uh, we got the MMA covered. Horse racing coming Horse up Horse racing. Yeah, really. Um, but, but the soccer from over the I watched both of them. And I'm glad that I did. And I'm particularly glad that England got beat the way that they got to the final. Look, they may have well won in penalty kicks when it was zip-zip against Denmark, but to be rewarded with the, on the dive, and you'll never convince me otherwise, uh, that the Denmark got screwed um, in that moment, and Harry Kane gets stopped and bangs in the rebound. But not, nonetheless, I think karma caught up with him. Look, two minutes into the game, and this will do the Euro first yesterday, it's it's one zip, England. Mm-hmm. And then they went into a defensive shell, and you could just see the momentum seemingly taking over uh, as Italy started to pour on the pressure. And yes, England for the longest time was able to uh, repel those uh, those efforts, but they finally banged one home. Um, and then we got to penalty kicks, right? I missed the first goal. You well, you probably you because you weren't watching. I was time. late getting over uh-huh. because I thought, oh, there's going to be some more. It's like a minute stuff. fifty seconds. Yeah, here's you know I'm glad you mentioned that, and I thought the exact same thing. NBA starts uh, tip off is at seven. Well, it's seven fifteen at best, right? NCAA eight oh eight o'clock tip off for the national championship. 822. It's eight eighteen eight twenty two, two o'clock. It was they started, and that's what missed because I was there at five after. You'd missed. And they were four and a half minutes into the game. Uh huh. And I look and I what? Yeah. What? And I'm like, is this a replay? Is this a highlight? No. And they still were doing all the crowd shots yeah. and cutting back and forth, and and I missed it. So I was disappointed in that. But ultimately, is that a bad thing for England that they scored that early? Because it seemed to be. You're basically talking about being on your heels for. For all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. 90 straight minutes. And, and Did Harry Kane even play? I mean, I know the answer is yeah. yes. Right. I, I I didn't see him involved at all until he. I mean, he got the first penalty kick mm-hmm. um, in the um, in the extra period, whatever you call it, um, and scored. But I never noticed him at all. The goal scorer, the guy that uh, not the goal scorer, the guy that take that took the dove number ten. He was hardly involved. The the forwards for for England were non-existent. That's they were like in a defensive shell the entire game. One nothing lead hurt them. I think it did. I really believe that, especially that early. If it would even came 15 minutes in, I think it's a different type of conversation. But as it was 1-1, the one thing as I was hoping for a tie, because that's what I bet on, regulation tie. Well done. And I got that one, plus 215 for the uh, people that were following along with me. So you hit a few of those in these tournaments, didn't you? Soccer, Euros was good. Uh, Copa, not so much. Yeah. A lot of L's there, but yeah, Euro is pretty good this year. But when they it was tied up at one, I was just thinking, that stadium, incredible. The mm-hmm. environment, knowing that unless you're an Italian living in England, mm-hmm. you're not going to be there. I mean, talk no. about a decided advantage. Wembley was, I don't know, 95-5, 90-10. Right. It was, and you could tell it, and you could feel that. But the tension in that building. Oh, my God. Was incredible. Palpable. Tension convention. The English national team, they are the Chicago Cubs, what they were. Every big moment, they find a way to lose. Mm-hmm. International, at the biggest stage, mm-hmm. maybe even a better comp would be the Red Sox, who, because the Cubs didn't get there hardly. Right. England would get there, yeah. and they'd have a really Buckner. talented team. Right. But the Red Sox would find a way to lose. Uh-huh. Aaron Bleepy Boone. Yeah. And on and on and on. And... Bucky bleep and dent. If that game also 
instead of being at Wembley, was in Rome? And even having a, the Italians have the fan advantage. Because you, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. That, that negative energy. Mm-hmm. Can you, and I know, and, and the analytic people will probably roll their eyes when they hear this no, conversation. No, because I've got one that will back you up 100%, so finish your point. And you cannot take this away from me. I, I believe that there, it's more than anything that you can just put metrically, yes, that doesn't, momentum doesn't matter. Watch sports. Mm-hmm. Watch sports. And this kind of, just what, the depths of this on their shoulders. Yes. You could feel that Trent, in the one It means so much to that country. Here's my example. Until yesterday, I thought the team that played for a championship, in my case, the one I'm about to, a gold medal, the team that had the most pressure on them that I've ever seen was 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics Team Canada Hockey versus USA with Patrick Kane in that bunch. Mm -hmm. The game is in Canada. That's where the sport was born. England is soccer. Canada is hockey. Now the Canucks won. I was maybe I thought Parise was about to end it, and that would have been brutal because Peralt was sitting three feet beside me at the time, (laughs) at least on Monday, and that wouldn't have been pleasant. But until yesterday, I thought that the the pressure was just. I don't know how they did it. And yesterday, I felt the same thing with the boys from England. And you could tell that the pressure, they were tight. They absolutely were. And you saw that show up in PKs, mm-hmm. I think, in a big-time way. You know, the, 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 I guess they call him the manager, right? The mm-hmm. coach, uh, I can't think of his name. He's getting killed today because the three guys that, and I don't know enough about it. I like to watch it. We don't have the same depth and breadth right. of knowledge as we do of True. the other sports. So. He's getting killed because the three, the three, the the final three guys for England to take the penalty kicks mm-hmm. were all late substitutions. Yes. What difference does it make? You you get the you're, 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 he's well, got fresh this. legs. You played hockey. Yeah, I'd much rather come in after missing the first three periods. Would you? I without think... having any ice, without even touching the puck, and now you got to go make a shot. Well, no, not in that case. But I See, got a feeling. Did they not touch the ball though? I mean, no, I know the, the last, one guy did. The last two did not. They hadn't. They didn't they, touch the ball. They hadn't touched the ball. At least that Are was you something sure? I heard. They hadn't possessed the ball during the minutes that they were I out thought there. The, the the young guy that just I mean it's it's awful what uh, uh sadly what uh has fallen upon him mm-hmm. racially uh since uh, the the penalty kick was stopped. Uh I thought he did, but I I could be mistaken. But but going in mm-hmm. that's Fresh legs, what you want in, mm-hmm. in overtime, sure. But then you get to that point, mm-hmm. and that's the dichotomy. That's the back and forth that you have right. as a manager you have to decide on. Well, he didn't have to use those three guys. I guess maybe he mm-hmm. could have gone in a different direction. When um, uh, when the last guy for England. Italy? Oh, for so when, when I thought when the, uh, when the uh, England's goalkeeper stopped that penalty shot to give, uh, to give England a chance to tie it up mm-hmm. again. I thought, wow, that is going to go down as maybe as big of a play in the history of the sport in that country. But he uh, steps up, nineteen years old. Yeah, what? Right, of, youngest player in the tournament. Of all the moments, uh-huh. it just—it was heartbreaking. Oh, it was gut wrenching. How do you get over this? It's a young team, and that's something that's been talked about a lot. Both these teams, in fact, they are building for this upcoming World Cup this December, but mm-hmm. also the next three to four years are big for both of these countries. And You know it's not big for soccer? Just what you just said. 
this December. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Bowl stateside. season, that, NFL down the stretch, here we come. Uh-huh. No that's thanks. awful here, yeah. stateside, for a tournament that we enjoy every mm-hmm. four years yeah. with the World Cup, and I'm going to doubt that I'm going to be into it. No, no, I wonder I'm what not. the time change is going to be. You know, if we get these in the morning, if we get uh, maybe. 8 o'clock, 11 a.m., something like that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll probably be well, into it. Well, it's a six-hour time zone with the U.K., so tipped it, it, they, they kicked it mm-hmm. to 2, so it would have been 8 o'clock. Uh, there what last time May. is it in Cutter right now? I'm going to say right now it is uh, 6 o'clock at night. 6.15. 6 6.15. You are right. It is 6.17 p.m. So, yeah, they'd probably be... I would guess maybe one at 9 o'clock our time and the other at about noon. I'm not sure. I could handle that. As long as it's not noon on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll be a little bit different. Those weekend ones are going to be a little more difficult. But yeah, during the week, all right, October... You know, you talk about how great it is. December's got a chance to be pretty good. You throw yeah, that in there, too. I guess. But it's just not the same. No, it won't be the same. No, no doubt about it. Uh, what other? Yeah, I was mentioning the Italians. It's like watching the Masters last November. Right. You know they didn't make the World Cup last time around? I, You know, I didn't until, uh, until after the game uh, when they were when they brought up. Boy, Ian Dark's good, isn't he? Yes, he is. The play-by-play guy. He's so good. What the Italian, that coach has done, though, and now he's got an international championship. Uh-huh. He's got a team that has a great chance coming up here in December. How quickly it can change. Well, and, they hadn't lost all year, correct? Right, it's been, yeah. it's been, One of the longest winning streaks yeah. ever. I think Brazil in international competition. And who was favored in the, in, in the, in the game England. yesterday? They were, had to be. But not significant. But, yeah, a decent-sized uh-huh. favorite in it. Uh, one other thing that I had. Oh, not too important. But I do want to quickly mention Copa. Yeah. Didn't watch it as intently. But for the little soccer I've watched in my life, that was as physical mm-hmm. as a game as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter if you're talking about watching Ella and Pee Wees or watching the international scene where you know, kids are just shoving each other over. Right. That was, and you could tell right away, that ref, eh, yep. he's just he's along for the control. ride. You guys figure it out. Right. It's like playing pickup ball. Mm-hmm. Or call your own fouls. Right. It, it almost felt like it was Kinda that. did, didn't it? As physical as I've seen. I, I watched it all. There was no baseball. The, the Cubs were getting blown out by the Cardinals. There was no intrigue in the game at all. I think it was where they finished six sip in that one. So that's where I was until... Um, till that game ended, it was it was it's great for Argentina. I was, I was pulling for Argentina mm-hmm. you know, in the in the game. Messi had an opportunity late to score. Oh, I don't was, know how he missed. He, he looked terrible. He yeah, again, I think it's nerves. Yes, I think it's nerves. Another guy, much like we talked about with England on the international mm-hmm. stage. Same thing with Messi. Well, think of Argentina, right? If you don't even follow soccer, if you have no clue about soccer, and you're but you're a sports fan per se, there's a pretty good chance you've heard of two of. I mean, two of the three names in the history of soccer, you know Pele, he's a Brazilian, mm-hmm. Maradona, mm-hmm. and Messi. Now, Ronaldo, the, uh, Ronaldo, Christian Ronaldo, he's, yep. yeah, he's a name, clearly. Um, but, okay, so three of the four, uh, you know, and certainly uh, their countries were represented in that final on Saturday night. Neymar was getting physically just pounded. He had, yeah, he had a... Um, I mean, he tried. He did. And late, when normally those guys would be taking dives, he just was running through right. it. That yeah. was great to see. Another thing that I learned, again, or maybe more remembered watching soccer as much as I have over the last month is... We you spent see 15 those... minutes on soccer. I hope people are still with us. <laughs> yeah. I doubt they are. We, we got some local stuff, too. Don't worry. <laughs> but watching it is... You see the, oh, another guy didn't get touched, goes yeah. down. Hold but then when you watch the slow-mo and how many of those times where you think initially... 
get up. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then you see yeah, the, there was a plate the where the guy took it like in the inner thigh yesterday during Euro. And at first, like, oh, get up. Mm-hmm. He took cleats <laughs> to the inside of his leg, and it looked like it was maybe rolling up a little bit yeah, higher than that. That's going to leave a mark, right? And how many of those? Or oh, he just he just got you on the foot. Well, again, it's cleats, and those cleats come down hard on you. That's mm-hmm. not going to feel good. Well, uh, you're you're right. Um, the Denmark game that was, or the Denmark foul that was not one of them. So I'm I'm glad that uh, England got picked off in that one. Uh, as they did, but it was a good game. Both of them were good. Soccer over the weekend, who'd have thunk, but, uh, but here we are. Uh, we did have a game in the NBA last night. I thought it was very entertaining for at least the first part of it. Um, Trent, it just seemed to me that when Milwaukee figured out, you know how we can win this basketball game? Let's go down low. Mm-hmm. Let's get aggressive. Let's attack the paint. And they did, mm-hmm. and you saw the result. Instead, early in the game, they're settling for threes. Giannis isn't as, is involved. He's not as aggressive. Lopez is trying to shoot jump shots. Um, I, I guess he can make them, but he's way more effective when they went uh, inside. And as soon as they started to do that, the total picture changed 100%. It was, it was almost like a different basketball game. And Milwaukee, I mean, Phoenix got, got back into it a little bit, but there was never a point in the final 24 minutes of that game, they get to halftime. I figured, you know what? I, I looked at it. It was like 6-1 to one on the comeback, on the um, in-game betting. I thought I couldn't pull the trigger because I just didn't get the sense at all that Phoenix is going to find a way to come back in this game. And they had the opportunity, what, 74-70, but then Aiton picks up the foul. And it never felt like that. Yeah, even at that point, yeah. I wasn't overly confident that we were going to get a game. That's all we're looking for here. Can we get a game? Right. We haven't had one. Yet. No. And it feels like these playoffs, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of this. A lot of, eh, remember they got it to six, and then they got it to seven. A lot of those conversations that we've had. The decision, though, I had a little, I don't know, some flashbacks to another coach we watch here in the state. As Giannis is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And Lopez is doing his thing. And Aiton is sitting there on the bench. Yep. In foul trouble. Yeah, when he picked up his third right before the end of the first half, that was not good. Why do basketball coaches let their teams lose games <laughs> just to hope that a guy's going to be there late? And it's the Fran McCaffrey thing mm-hmm. with the two fouls in the first half, automatically benching your guys. It drives me up the wall. And the same thing for Monty Williams, who, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I don't know if he'll win NBA Coach of the Year. The dude should be NBA Coach of the Year, what he has done with this squad. But those decisions, you're watching your team, you cut it to four, you're right back in it, you're watching Giannis put his head down and go to the rim every single mm-hmm. time, and what do you do? You keep playing Frank Kaminsky. Come on, <laughs> just help me out here. Did you I, see Kaminsky's air quote dunk? Yeah. When when Paul found him all alone under the basket on no Trent, I thought that he was going to get rejected by the rim. Yeah. I he he didn't dunk the ball. He didn't. He had to actually put a little something underneath it to get up and over top of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was not one of the better moments. It was. It was. Um, it wasn't a, okay. There was four, but then it was very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what we're getting here. And this is. I mentioned just in passing after game two because we both felt it was over. Mm-hmm. I still was, think it is. Yes. But just how different those role players, those secondary players are mm-hmm. on the road now for Phoenix and at home for the Bucks, And you're doing it without – Middleton still hasn't had one of those games. 
Because Middleton will no, have... No, but he was active in the first half. He was. But Middleton will have a game where he'll score mm-hmm. 38. Mm-hmm. He, he can do that. He didn't crack 20. And maybe that's his saving grace. All right, Giannis is back. Mm-hmm. And with sure this looks it. extra time in between, you think that's got to be a good thing for him. They don't play Wednesday. Right. Phoenix got to spend two days in Milwaukee. I mean, it's not awful. And then they don't play again until Saturday. No, I thought Thursday. No, it's... I mean, I hope it's Saturday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, be... well, yeah, they're right. They're not going to play back-to-back. Right, and then they play on Saturday. Yeah. Then again, not till Tuesday for mm-hmm. a Game 6, and Game 7 then would be Thursday. That would be the only one that there's even somewhat a tightness mm-hmm. in between the games. So there's six is in Milwaukee, seven back on Fe- Yep. So when we're, in, we're, when we're in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's hoping. Game gets seven. seven. Huh? Not too I don't bad. think it will, but I hope it does. That'll be a fun Thursday mm-hmm. night, huh? Would be. Absolutely. Giannis, incredible. I mean, this is what the dude is, though, right? This is kind of his highest level. Is, is there more to him that we still can see unleashed? He's still pretty young. Yes, because he's continued to shoot the ball better. Mm-hmm. But more than anything. There's free throws the uh, last night, yes. too. Back at home. Uh-huh. That kind of part right. goes with it, too. Yeah, I think we're going to no get a count. series. I think this game, it goes now six, at least. Do you? I'm there. So what, what's the number on uh, on Wednesday night? It is bucks by four. Bucks by four. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it's a four-point game. I do. We're, we're, we are due for one of these. Uh, it's not been close so far. One uh, local note I want to just throw at you before we get ready to talk some cyclones. Well, we got a keyword coming up here momentarily, too. Try to get some money out. The uh, decision over the weekend from Hunter Dale from over in Council Bluffs. Uh, the defensive lineman, yeah. Defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And this goes hand-in-hand, hand, something that we've just briefly touched on with Iowa State recruiting. This is another one where most signs were pointing that he was going to be a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the tight end from Wisconsin. A lot of people felt he was going to be a Hawkeye. What Matt Campbell and company are selling and the people that they're beating for recruits You've lived in the state a long time, and I know you don't follow recruiting, but you know, for the most part, Iowa gets the guys they want in those recruiting battles. That's not happening. It hasn't this year. What kind of panic button do you hit in Iowa City, and what does it say for Campbell and company that this is happening? You know how this works. You know how it works across the state. Yes, there are people that grow up Cyclone fans, but a lot of them, even then, you hear, oh, I grew up a Cyclone fan, and they still up and up in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. That's not happening this year. Is it a one-year blip, or is there more going on? Well, um, is, is it a coincidence that, that it's on the heels of a um, um, a New Year's Day bowl win? Mm-hmm. I get it. I don't care it was Oregon, and they had a crap. You almost said that magic word, record. <laughs> um, but still, they did. And I know they lost to the first game of the year. who were embarrassed. I get that, too. But it's it's at the end of the day, at the end of the year, uh, there was a new trophy brought home, a Fiesta Bowl trophy brought home, and that can't hurt. It can't hurt. No. And the hype that's around this team this year, that can't hurt. Boy, oh boy. They're selling it well in names. Here's the only... I don't want to say it. The only thing... There's one thing that can derail it, Trent, and that's... It's a contact sport. Mm -hmm. Injuries. Absolutely. And they had injury luck last year. They did, and and you have to hold it together. And I bring that up to Cyclone fans, and they look at me like I have two heads. Well, Well, we had... I saw a list, and I wish I had it. I wish I would have kept it. It was a list, though, of games lost last year in college football. Oh, that's a good one. For teams that played, yeah. and I think it was played eight games or more than eight games, whatever it was. Uh-huh. So it wasn't a huge list because not a ton of teams did outside of the Big 12 and the SEC. But they were number one on that list in 
least amount of games lost last year. Well, did they have any COVID? They're, they're, there's they another did, one, right? They, they may have, I mean, and good for them yes. for doing what it took mm-hmm. to, to stay away from the from that situation. Um, but I don't think, I mean, for God's sakes, Minnesota left 35 guys at home when they played in Lincoln due to COVID. Right. You didn't hear that about Iowa State. No. Very, very little. Uh, we're going to talk to the voice of, uh, of Iowa State here coming up. You know, you keep hearing these things, keep reading the stuff about all the, the positive. I can't poke holes in them. You know, it's better to be, you know, not to buy all the hype. Right. But every time you see something, I want to be a contrarian. Mm-hmm. I haven't found one yet that I can really poke a hole in. Have you? About Iowa State? About Iowa State. The injury luck? Well, I mean, that's one, but that's not, you know, that's, um, yeah, that's part of. The returning production. Remember, mm-hmm. I brought that up from Bill Connolly last mm-hmm. week. Not as high as we anticipated right. there because right. a lot of teams are bringing back yeah. a ton of people this year. Those would be be a couple that I point at. Just close game, close game margins. Uh-huh. Oklahoma game won last year. Easily Oklahoma could have won. Baylor? Mm-hmm. Easily could have gone the other way, and instead of a nine and three season, TCU plays the wrong quarterback in the first half. There's three. They're six and six, as opposed to nine and three. Mm-hmm. They're not playing. I mean, they're playing in the Independence Bowl. They're not playing in the Fiesta Bowl. How different that conversation is. But just a break here mm-hmm. or there. I get that's football. Yep. That is playing in the margins. That's winning in the dark and doing the little things. But two years ago, they didn't get those breaks. And they were seven and five. Well, the margin for error went their way. I mean, I hope Hunter Decker's ready. Not that we want to see Brock Purdy get hurt. We absolutely don't. I want this team to get through ab- completely unscathed just to see how good that they can be. Uh, we're late to get to John Walters. We will do so once we come back from this break. But before we go to break, it's time to go for the green on KXNO. You can win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword green to 200-200. That's green to 200-200. John Walters, next. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Near Iowa State, down the hall on 100.3, the bus, football, basketball. Of course, the women play here, women's basketball here, uh, when they get set to resume their season. But right now, John Walters joins us as we take a look at the uh, upcoming football season. John Trent Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, John, ready or not, here come media days. To me, that's always the uh, the curtains going up. Uh, on the uh, on fall camp, I know there's a couple of week laps before they actually get the field, but it just feels like it's here once the uh, teams converge. In this case, on Dallas, does it to you? Absolutely, we're down to what about uh, 50 days or so before the opener, and uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be here before we know it. So, super excited about it. I think it's going to be a, a really fascinating season, not only from an Iowa State perspective, but I just think the Big 12 race in general is going to be a little bit crazier than maybe people are anticipating. There's just a lot of wild cards in there, so I'm excited about it. 
Yeah, as well you should be. Uh, Brees Hall and Greg Eisworth are are, uh, are the representatives for Iowa State. Greg Eisworth, John, uh, I mean, he's had a remarkable career. I know what was it, a couple of years ago, uh, injuries, I thought, really played a big part in his season. Uh, wasn't, wasn't 100% after, you know, he got banged up pretty severely there. But what a remarkable career that he's had. He's one of the one of the handful of guys that I thought was, you know, probably going to not take advantage of that extra year that they were all given uh, and move on. Uh, but what does he mean to this Iowa State, not only secondary, but defense now uh, as we look at 2021? It's huge for Iowa State to have him back. He's absolutely the quarterback of that defense. He, he's the guy that uh, does for the defense what Brock Purdy does for the offense, in my opinion. Um, and so much knowledge of the game and an opportunity to be the first ever uh, four-time first-team All-Big 12 player from Iowa State, um, which would be amazing considering he's a junior college guy to, yeah, right. <laughs> to be a four-year all-conference yeah. player. But that's the way the world's working right now. But I was thrilled when he announced he was coming back. I think it, it does a lot to solidify that defense. And, you know, the, the secondary did take a little bit of a hit, especially if he had gone and Lawrence White. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be looking at some holes there. But with him back, I, I think, you you know, there, there's a real chance to still have a, a really solid secondary back there. And so uh, he's the captain of all that. I think Ishim Young's another guy to really keep an eye on this year. I think he'll have a big year back there. But, um, yeah, getting Greg back is huge, huge for the defense. You know, the Brees Hall conversation, you look at this guy, what he's been able to do. You've seen a lot of great running backs. You've been able to call a lot of great running backs games. What makes him different in your mind? And with it, you know, the story, and I get it. A lot of people, well, why not Brock Purdy going down there? Why not the quarterback? Well, this guy's got a chance to be in the conversation, I think a better chance of those national awards this year. But your thoughts overall. Hall, what makes him so dynamic? I think it's the lack of a weakness is what I would say. Um, he does everything well. And, you know, usually with a player you can say, yeah, but he, he really struggles in this area. You can't say that with Greece. You know, he's he's a good blocker. He's, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's got good wiggle. I mean, he's, he's fast, faster than you would think when you just watch him run. You don't think he's moving that fast, but you see him pulling away from guys. Um, and he's elusive and has great, great vision. And so, when you start adding all that up, I mean, I said, I think he's the best player in college football. I voted for him for the Heisman. He finished sixth a year ago. I thought he was spectacular. And, I, you know, I'm not going to complain about the preseason All-Big 12 team because I was State has eight <laughs> players on that. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Uh, they, they got plenty of respect. I get that. But to me, it's a real mystery how Brees Hall and Mike Rose, the two preseason uh, the two postseason uh, Big 12 players of the year on each side of the ball were not unanimous picks. Uh, who was filling out their ballot and said, yeah, I don't have Brees Hall as one of my running backs, and yeah, I don't have Mike Rose as one of my three linebackers. <laughs> but hey, that's uh, that's nitpicking. I get it. But uh, no, Brees is, is poised to have a great, great season. Uh, as that offensive line continues to get better and better every year, he's getting better and better every year. And I think what we saw last year with him was the threat of Brock Purdy in that running game, which really wasn't there as much the year before when, when Brees started to emerge uh, because Brock was playing hurt and he was trying to get through that sophomore season of his uh, without taking a lot of hits. And so he wasn't running the football as much. But last year, Brock really ran the ball. And I, and I think that's why he was the first-team All-Big 12 quarterback. And uh, his ability to keep defenses honest with his 
uh, zone read keeps uh, really helped open some things up for Brees. And so um, I, I think with a healthy Brock Purdy, uh, Brees Hall with another year of experience under his belt, uh, an offensive line that's improving in that tight end group, and I think Jared Rust, a, a very underrated guy that can help with the blocking on the, that tight end group, um, and maybe diminish some of what you lose with Dylan Sainer being gone. I think Brees Hall could have a great, great season. I, I, I don't see any reason, if he could stay healthy, why he can't uh, you know, be up there in the 1,700, 1,800-yard range. And that offensive line, John, I, I don't remember a time. And look, they, they've had some guys, clearly. Osemele was as, as good as there's uh, been th- um, at Iowa State, in my opinion. There's been, and there's been others. But... You know, usually when you go into a season, it's they got a lot of skilled guys, but that offensive line, if they can come together, if, if this, if that, I don't see the if there with this group this year, John. I really don't. I mean, this is a good offensive line. Is can they improve? Of course, everyone would say that they, you know, that there's another level that they can get to at any position. Brees Hall probably thinks that, uh, but this offensive line. Going into a season, I can't remember one, John, where that didn't seem like a but to me. No, I agree. And, and and when you look at the programs that are consistently up there nationally, I, I think they pretty much year to year, you know what you're getting up front. They're going to be good up front, offensive line, defensive line. And I think that's where the Iowa State program has evolved to. And it wasn't that way, clearly, when Matt got here. And it's been a process, and it takes a little while, especially for those offensive linemen to develop to the point where you feel really comfortable up there. But there's there's a continuity now that now, and you throw Trevor Downing back into the mix. Um, there's some real experience. There's some some depth. Really like what Jared Hufford did when he got in the bowl game. Uh, he's another guy that could emerge this season. And there's others. And so, um, you know, I, I think that is a strength for this football team. If they can protect Brock, if they can uh, give Brees some room to run. Um, there's no reason to think they can't. Uh, it could be the best Iowa State offensive line in many, many years. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to do that. And uh, a deep group of tight ends, we know about that. The wide receiver position, I want to go with you next. And not Xavier Hutchison, dude's a stud. Uh, there's a reason that Oklahoma and some other big-time programs are coming after him because he's awesome. But those young guys, Joe Skates, you see those little glimpses and you think, oh, what can be with him? Mm-hmm. The big size that you have out there with Sean Shaw at six foot six. When you look at those wide receivers, I know consistency is always a conversation that happens with young guys. Who do you anticipate out of the wide receiver group is going to step up? I think the, the two guys I really want to keep an eye on are Tariq Milton, uh, a healthy yes. Tariq Milton, Good which time. we didn't have a year ago. Uh, to see what he could do in that uh, M position in Iowa State's offense, which is a really has traditionally been a big position in Matt Campbell's offense, is going back to Toledo. I, I think a healthy Tariq could really do some damage in, the, in there in that slot. Um, and then Jalen Knoll is a guy that's been you know talked about quite a bit, uh, true freshman. Um, but Matt Campbell doesn't typically throw out a lot of accolades about a young guy, uh, but he has mentioned Jalen Knoll and mentioned him as being a. a guy in the Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, ready-to-play-right-away type mentality. And so if he can step in in that slot as well and be a real threat uh, to take the, the seven, eight-yard gain and turn it into a 30, 40, 50-yard play, uh, I think each of those guys can do that. And then, you know, you talk about uh, there was a lot of talk in the offseason about Iowa State didn't hit a lot of home runs down the field uh, last year. I think those two guys – can create some of those big plays, those explosive plays. We know Hutchinson can. 
Um, Sean Shaw is very dependable. We know Joe Skates can be a, a deep threat. Um, but, you know, there's, there's another side of that equation, too, where maybe you don't have to worry about having a deep threat. If you're consistently moving at seven, eight yards with Brees Hall in that short passing game, and you're doing what your offense is kind of designed to do, which is move the chains, kill some clock, keep your defense off the field, keep them fresh, and let them go be very good when they're out there, uh, then mission accomplished. So uh, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I do think that Milton and, and Noel in particular are two guys that can maybe take that short gain and turn it into a big one. Yeah, Milton got hurt very uh, very early in the season last year. I was surprised he got back, uh, but he did, and you know, certainly wasn't himself. Uh, but uh, hopefully this year he is. John, is really the only battle... Um, yeah, I know. So they got to find somebody to take Lawrence White's spot. But to me, the right corner, Johnson's got one of them nailed down, right? Tavon Kyle, who as a freshman, uh, I thought really showed some really good signs that he's going to leave a mark at Iowa State. Him and Young seemed to be in a battle last year. Is that maybe the only position that's wide open other than Lawrence White's uh, replacement? I'd certainly, I would say, a, a battle to keep an eye on in the, in the camp for sure. And yes, it, it is a, a good a good battle between those two. And you know, at times they've gone ahead of the other. You know, it started out with Daytron being the guy, and then Tavon was the starter for a while, and then Daytron went back to being the starter again late last season. I thought finished the season really, really well, and I thought Kyle got better as last season went on too. So. And T.J. Tampa is a guy that yeah. they're super excited about Size-wise. as a corner as well. So, yeah. So you know, I think there's a lot of guys competing for those spots. Um, there's there's some young uh, corners coming into the program too that I know they're excited about. Um, but yeah, I, I think the wall play because that's a position typically, and there's some positions in, on the the two deep work. You know, they don't get into the twos as much, but that's a position where they typically do. The twos are on the field for a good chunk of the game, so. Regardless of how they start, Young and Kyle are both going to play a lot of football this year, and Tampa will, I think, too. John, you know, we were talking, and Ken mentioned it's hard to poke holes in this team. They're, everywhere you look, there's something good. What concerns you? What is still the one thing that you look at, or maybe a couple of things that you say, boy, I, I just would like to see this shored up? Or are you going in, guns a-blazing, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't really have a ton of concerns, which is a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure the coaching staff does. You know, I mean, one thing that John Haycock has pretty consistently said, and I and I think it's a great point. Um, you can say, well, you have all these guys back. But if they're the same guy that they were a year ago and everybody else is getting better, are you getting better? You know, your guys can't be just the same guy coming back from a year ago. They have to be a better version of that guy than they were a year ago. So they have to improve. Now, there's no reason to think they won't. But uh, it's a good point, and I think you know it's a coaching term that you would probably not be surprised that they're using as inspiration for these guys to take it to another level. I mentioned earlier a guy like Aishin Young. I think he can really uh, take a big step forward this year. Jake Hummel's back. That's huge up in that linebacker group. And, uh, um, you know, can, can a guy like Isaiah Lee emerge and be a playmaker inside? J.R. Singleton, maybe a young guy like Howard Brown, um, who are going to be those interior guys, or do you move any Wazirike in there? So, you know, there, there's some areas where it'll be interesting to see the battles play out and who's actually on the field. But uh, you're right. I mean, there's not a ton of holes. Who will emerge as, as Lawrence White's replacement? It, will it be Jaquan Amos? Uh, you know, will it be a, a D.J. Miller Monty King, some other guy that you know is, is really having a great camp. We'll see, but 
you're right. It's it's a season with fewer holes than than most that we've seen in the past. Mm, Kanae Wongo got to fill that role. He jump started a lot of uh, comebacks uh, in football games last year uh, with his kick return. So there's another position. But boy, it's um, yeah, it's that's t- a good one. Yeah, it's tough to find them, John. It uh, like you say, it's a it's a good problem to, when you're trying to find them when they're not there. Um, remarkable season potentially. We shall see. And we will talk to you before it, John Walters. Thank you for coming on here today. Have a great week, John. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. John Walters, the voice of Iowa State as they uh, get set to media days Thursday and Friday in Dallas. I believe Iowa State's Thursday, correct? Is that what it is? I think they're up first. Okay. Pretty sure. Uh, Brees Hall and uh, Greg Eisworth will be down there representing Iowa State. No Brock Purdy. But Oklahoma's not taking Spencer Rattler either. So, um, Just a sophomore. Yeah, just a sophomore, true, but this will be it for him. That's true, too. Uh, we will take a, a final Wednesday, time. Wednesday, Thursday, by the way. For oh, it's Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, Chris will be there. Uh, he's leaving tomorrow. He'll have our coverage here on KXNO, and I'll Good. be manning the ship, not just 10 to noon, but also from 3 until 6, nice. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Five hours of radio for you. Yes. Uh, well, and No tonight, stranger to that. And you got high school baseball tonight. Tonight. Also on Friday night, it'll be the opening of Substate Play. Today, I'm going to sit in for an hour with Chris from 3 until 4, so Jeez. all over the place here. You really are. That's good. Yeah, got to get the... Expand our brand a little bit. Vocals cords uh, salivated here a little bit in between. Uh, We'll come back, finish up the first hour. Off to Denver we will go in hour number two. Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com covers MLB. He's in Denver for the All-Star Game. We will talk with him. Scott Darkerman on the Hawks in about 40 minutes. Miller and Condon till noon. 1460 KX and 106.3, final couple of minutes of hour number one. Well, I don't know if you saw this on Saturday night, and the Cubs and Cardinals were rained out yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wilson Contreras lit up the squad following the game. Yeah. Uh, Called out some of his teammates. Everybody except for Javi, basically. That's what he said. He he, he went out of his way to Mm -hmm. say that Baez uh, tries hard. Um, didn't see a lot of fight in them. They thought their minds were elsewhere. See, that maybe his trade deadline. Oh, no doubt. And the Javi part of it I found interesting because I see Javi as a guy that I don't always think gives complete he tried, effort. He, just, he, he loses track of how many outs there are, for right. God's sakes. To do that, I'm fine with, obviously. You want to call dudes out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Professional sports, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to have the caveat of, Javi Bias. To throw him in as one of those guys. But who, he's okay. Come on. Yeah. Because we can I, find examples of where. Yes. Right. I'm going to connect the dots and assume that they're very close. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the reason that he did that. And if that's the case, your message is not going to hit. Oh, except for my buddy. He's okay. Right. No, if you really want to do this and you think this Light is them going all to. up. Yes. Including your buddy. That's something that can make a difference. But to throw that in there. I don't know. It, it lost almost all credibility for me just because of that one little. Yeah, point. I was anxious to see how they respond yesterday to it, sure. and you know, following the game, um, be have to answer to what Contreras had said the day before because I don't think there's been any follow up on that. Um, but I mean, it's it's going to be different these next couple of weeks. They begin play after the All Star break. Seven and a half games out of the wild card. Seven and a half. Seven back and a half. To the wild card. And they have one, two, three teams to jump. 
to get into the wild card. Cincinnati's three and a half out, Philly six and a half out, Braves seven, and then the Cubs. Braves, Speaking of the Braves yeah, and Acuna, that was that was awful. One of the games sick to my stomach. Stars, yeah, and it, it seemed innocent, right? He took he took a step. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad. That's it for the Bravos for the year. We will come back more baseball conversation. Off to Denver we'll go. Matt Snyder's there covering the All-Star game and the festivities. Home run derby tonight. Miller and Condon have an hour of their hour to go. Scott Dockerman on the Hawks at eleven thirty. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and 106.3 FM.